Girl podcast. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Terry. And this week we have a very special guest, Danielle Dodd from Lifetime's hit reality TV show, Married at First Sight. Hi, Danielle. Hi, how are you guys? We are wonderful. Welcome awesome. to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. For those people who don't know, Danielle is probably one of the bravest women that we have had the pleasure of meeting now. She actually took a leap of faith and married Bobby Dodd, who was a complete stranger at the time. Um, And she actually did this on national television and agreed to have it documented. The best part about this is that it actually worked. So again, welcome to the show, Danielle. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, So real quick, When you signed up for Married at First Sight, I mean, A, how did you hear about it? Um, Honestly, I was contacted by a recruiter through Instagram. And I remember telling my girlfriends, like, that I got this message about this show that I'd never heard of. I'd never heard of it before. Um, And just how crazy it was. And there was just no way I would do it. And one of my girlfriends spoke up and she's like, I think you should do it. And I'm like, no way. And she's like, no, really? Like, what do you have to lose? You know, I was single at the time. I was enjoying my time, but she's like, it's no different really than, you know, an extended period of dating, I guess. So, um, yeah, she kind of talked me into it and I thought, what the heck? I'll fill out an application and see what happens. Wow. That's pretty brave. When you uh, started married at first sight, what, or I'm sorry, when you decided to do the show, like what types of guys were you dating then at that time? Um, Man, I don't feel like I really ever had a type. I was, you know, pretty notorious for Tinder dating at that point. You know, it's just hard to meet people in the Dallas area in general if you don't already have an established group. And I was pretty new to the city. So Tinder was kind of my go-to, but I was really striking out. Gotcha. What brought you from Seattle to Texas? Um, I wanted warmer weather. Honestly, I was sick of the rain. Um, one of my best girlfriends had moved to Austin and she was loving life and my lease was up and I figured why not? I was able to transfer with the company I was with and it made it just a real easy transition to come down here. And I've been here ever since. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've been to Dallas. It's it's a pretty great city. I've been to Austin as well. And I, I loved Austin. And dating sucks everywhere. (laughs) Like yeah it sucks so what made you consider signing up for such a wild experience I mean honestly my girlfriends talked me into it it just wasn't something that was ever on my radar I'd never heard of it before um when I first was approached about this show I was not even open to the idea but you know, we slowly just started talking about it over time. And I started watching, um, I think season six was airing at that time. So I kind of started Mm -hmm. watching it to see what it was all about. And I just really grew more open to the ideas. Me and my girlfriends talked it through and figured why not. So you talked to your girlfriends about it first. What did your family think? Um, I didn't even tell my family until I was select, like pretty far into the selection process. Yeah, they're, they were not thrilled (laughs) by the idea. Um, And so it just wasn't even something I wanted to worry about unless, you know, I got to the point where I thought I was going to be chosen. Otherwise, I probably never would have even told them. Smart. Yeah. And I was going to ask you that because I remember watching the show. It seemed like your mom took it pretty well, but was it more like, I'm sure like any parent, I mean, I can't imagine if I went to my mom today, she'd probably be like, Vanessa, what are you thinking? Like, what was their real reaction, I guess? 
Yeah, I mean, they had never heard of it either. And so she was just really worried, like, about kind of the safety. She's like, you know, if you're legally getting married to somebody, how do you know they're not, like, a complete psycho? Um, (laughs) So she was worried about that. And so as she got to, you know, when she came down and got to meet, like, production and, you know, I started really telling her all the vetting that I had gone through that made her feel better that, you know, I wasn't going to get matched with like some like serial murder or something because it it seemed like because you were uh, talking on the show about your family being more liberal and that you know they weren't in agreement with it like what warmed them up completely like they were like okay we're we're," is it when they saw bobby and they were like oh he's not a mass murderer (laughs) (laughs) um it was meeting his family like the when they came down and like the wedding day that everybody was on edge. I'm sure Bobby's family was too. Like everybody was freaking out over this, but once they got to spend the day together and really get to know, um, like, you know, they got to spend time with Bobby's parents and Bobby's grandparents and his family and just seeing what a nice family he had come right. from that really put them at ease that, you know, I wasn't, you know, cause they, they had to turn around and head back to Seattle. And they're like, we don't want to just leave you with some psycho. So knowing that, honeymoon. yeah, yeah. So knowing that, you know, I had a nice family that was very supportive of Bobby down here with me. I think that made them feel much better. I'm sure it was the same with his family. I know that like the Southern yeah. values and everything that I'm sure they were like beyond nervous as well. So it was probably yeah. mutual. Everybody's nervous. Absolutely. So what was the film crew like? Like was, cause for me, like I have anxiety thinking about someone filming my every move. Um, on, I mean, it's such a whirlwind and they're with you so much that we ended up they were the best people to hang out with. We still talk to them to this day. Like when we found out we were pregnant with both kids, they were the first people we told. Um, like we still have our producers. They came and visited a couple months ago. That's awesome. Um, like they, you, you do form this, this bond in this little family unit because they are, they're in every aspect of your house. Yeah. Um, every aspect of your life. I mean, from morning till night. And so, um, you know, thank God they're people, they were all just great people. And it was, it was honestly something that made it more fun because at the beginning, it's awkward. You know, you are being filmed, having these like crazy conversations with this person, you know, pretty much stranger. And so having like a group of friends around to hang out with it's, I don't know, for me, it just made me feel much more supported. Something I've always wondered because I, I kind of, I'm cringy a little bit. Like, how do you kick him out of the room? Like when you want private time? I mean, you don't, <laughs> you can't. Um, <laughs> or there would be yeah. no show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really do agree to have every part of your life wow. um, filmed. And so there is no asking them to leave or, you know, the, like when you they're there for six pack. And you're like, and he's like looking at you like, oh my God, my wife is so beautiful. (laughs) I'm nervous. And I was like, oh my God, but there's film crew in there too. I would die. Yeah. I mean, they, they're not going to like stay in there for the entire night. Like there's a a time where everyone has to go home. And so, you know, you do get your alone time, but, um, you know, for the most part, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, they're there. Let me ask you, this is just out of my own curiosity. Is at what point did you feel for yourself personally where 
you almost could forget that they were there and really, because I would imagine there has to be a point where you're not doing it for the cameras because I, I, you know, I feel like you were very authentic, but like, you know, I, I would imagine at least speaking for myself that I'd be like very nervous and trying to be like my best self. And then at some point, when did you finally get comfortable? Which again, you came across like you were comfortable the whole time, but just like, I imagine that's got to be like a strange feeling or a strange time. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it was much easier to forget they were there when you were in, you know, we had, we got together with other couples and when Mm -hmm. you're in larger groups, it was very easy for, to forget that you're being filmed. Mm -hmm. It was much harder when it was just the two of us because you have a camera in your face and I don't know, it's just, for me, I was much more aware. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know that I, I ever forgot that they were there, but I just got more comfortable, um, but yeah, I mean, I always like it. It is so much different now. You know, we're filming for a, a new show. I'm like, I'm like, my hair's not done. I don't have makeup on. I would have never done that at the beginning. Like, I always made sure my makeup was done, my hair was done, and I wanted to make sure I looked perfect for TV. And then now you just realize, like, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Like, who really cares? Yeah, we were gonna say those lashes, girl. Are you still keeping yeah, up? I miss my <laughs> I don't have, I gave them up. Um, I got them done like a week before Olivia was born. And then trying to go get them done with a newborn is just not even realistic. So I, think it's I haven't had them since though. then. No, I think it's super cute because I watched, I just rewatched your season, obviously, because I wanted, I had watched it originally when it came out, but like you said, it's been so long, so I kind of wanted to spruce my own memory back up. But I think it is so cute because it just shows how much you've grown in the sense of like, you know, you weren't, you had just met this guy and you were like, I'm going to work and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's beautiful how you've now had your daughter and how just, it just seems like you guys are just so in love and, you know, you've done things for your marriage and your family, which I think is amazing. It definitely has changed. I mean, my whole world, pretty much every aspect of my world has changed completely. But that's the best part. But in a good way. So real. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so funny. Like I remember um, you know, you get so much hate on Instagram constantly and people saying like how I was lying for like saying I wanted to work, but like, I really wanted to stay home. And I'm like, I just don't like, I, it's so crazy the the standard that people hold anybody on television to, it's like, Seriously. why can't you be allowed to grow and, you know, and change throughout life as your circumstances change. I mean, things aren't always going to be the same. And things changed for me so drastically so fast that, you know, everything I thought I wanted definitely changed when I got married and had a kid. Well, one, you answered one of the questions I was going to ask you later is that's social media, the trolls and the haters. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. And like, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm sure you do too, Terry. We're like, hello. That's what people do. You grow, you change. I mean, your whole life changed before everybody's eyes. Like you didn't have a daughter then. you didn't have another baby. I mean, things literally changed. So that's sad that people you know react that way yeah and like how do you and like handle it like what was like at first I mean obviously it's upsetting to see strangers talking about you Mm -hmm. like how did that how did you overcome that feeling of just like why do you guys hate me so much you don't even know me (laughs) yeah um at first it was really frustrating because you're not allowed to respond on social media for a certain period of time so it was really hard um it was really hard getting hate for things that were misrepresented mm-hmm. um, on the show, you know, because editing plays a huge part. And so mm-hmm. you only see such a small bit. I mean, I think we filmed like 50 to 60 hours a week and then you only see an hour show and that's split between three couples. So really you're only seeing like what, 20 minutes of us. Yep. 
And it's not 20 consecutive minutes. It's 20 minutes of the most dramatic, Mm -hmm. you know, pieces that they can find throughout that week. And so, um, that was the most frustrating for me is getting so much hate for things that weren't necessarily like represented in the correct way. Um, now I feel much more comfortable one, cause I can actually respond to people. Right. Um, when they're being rude, it doesn't necessarily hurt my feelings, but I just, I think that social media culture is awful and that people think mm-hmm. they have a right to tear other people down. So yeah, I felt I watched 15 minutes of you and I decided I hate you Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. pull your Instagram and let you know how I feel, even though nobody really cares. Like, and I, exactly. I yeah. It's definitely made me feel more confident. Like I feel very comfortable with who I am. And so I don't necessarily, um, it doesn't hurt my feelings to make me sad when I get hate, but it definitely makes me want to call somebody out. Like, how dare you spend any of your time, like tearing somebody else down? Like it just is so appalling that people think that it's okay to treat other anybody like that. I agree. And I've, I've followed you on social media since you were on the show and I've, I've seen you clap back as they would say, mm-hmm. and good for you girl, because like, I, first of all, I would never be that person to like ever attack someone. I think it's just ridiculous, you know, like, and I know so many people go through it no matter what level of celebrity you have. So good for you for doing it. But yeah, I, I think it's awful that people do that because they think, and that was going to be another question that because we did see you on TV, I think people get the feeling that they just have an all access pass to you. Like now, not that they own you, but like oh, well, you, you gave us, up. yeah, you signed up for this. So now we can just say whatever we want, which I do not agree with at all. You know? Yeah. That was always the thing. Like you would, I would see random strangers sticking up for me and people would be like, well, they signed up for TV. So they deserve it. It's like, <sighs> Oh my God, what an awful view. Like how, well, how would you, you signed up for a show? You didn't sign up. Yeah, you didn't sign up for people to attack you. So, yeah, it's it's sad, but... I'm one of those people is. that gets so upset when I read things that I, I see where I will just comment, like, are you off your meds? Like, is something <laughs> wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like sticking up for other people. Like, I mean, you know, if you if you spent all... You could spend days and days and days trying to, like, you know, call people out because it's so... I mean, it's everywhere. Every every post by anybody that's even a little bit well-known, you always get some nasty person commenting. And it's like, I just don't, it makes it scary to even raise kids in this kind of culture. Like, I don't want Olivia to ever think it's okay to treat somebody else like that. Yep. I 100% agree. Looking back at your season, why do you, why do you think that you and Bobby are the only couple that survived? Um, <laughs> that's a hard one. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and no answer is right or wrong, yeah. honestly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, I think a little bit of it has to do with you know chemistry, and a lot of it has to do with effort. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way that we were very like nonchalant, like the things that the other couples were fighting over, we really just didn't, and you know, most of those things were so small when you look back at like, you know, couples having blow up fights over the littlest things. I can't remember. It was like, I remember one of them was like the marriage rating, you know, all of that stuff can, it doesn't have to turn into a big fight. And so while they were choosing to fight over things, we just chose not to and let things roll off our back. And it just made things much more, um, easy because we realize we're on the same team. We're not working against each other. 
I agree. Let me ask you this. Me and my husband, we watched Married at First Sight pretty much. He actually found it before I did. He watched season one with Jamie and the other couples before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, before I even knew about it. And then he was actually the one that introduced me to the show. Um, One thing that I've always noticed about the couples is it seems to me, and let me ask you if you agree, there are the couple. It seems that the couples that make it is because they understand that going in. I mean, you're going in, you're meeting a stranger, so there is a process here. And I think some couples, it seems like they have just a level like of expectation, like, oh, he's not hot enough, he's not my type. But isn't that like kind of the whole point of like you have to be so open minded to fall yeah. in love with this person? And maybe you know, maybe you normally like brunettes and they're blonde or like whatever. And I've that's what I've always thought. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. I think that if you can't be open enough to you know learn why you are matched with that other person then you're you're definitely not going to make it and I think another factor is you really have to be honest with yourself and with the experts about who you are and some people don't quite know who they are yet they think they do and so they're misrepresenting what they actually want and then when the experts give that to them they're like what the hell this isn't even what I want and they're like but this is exactly what you asked for so I think just you really have to know yourself well and you have to be very honest about who you are, what you're willing to accept and what you're looking for. And if you can't, if you're not at that level, you're just not ready for this experiment. I agree. Looking back at your season, Amber's husband, I can't think of his name right now. Dave. Dave, thank you. And it's stupid, but I remember him having an issue with the whole religion thing. Uh, you're going to say that. Yeah. And I, you know, and I understand like he admitted himself and I think that's the mistake that people make where he didn't realize how important religion was to him. And then when he realized that she's not super religious, you know, he's like, oh, this could be a problem. And I think, like you said, I just think that people are kind of like, oh, no, yeah, religion's no big deal. But then, yeah, if you think about your life partner, how big of a deal is it? Right, right. And I think that that's a huge factor in anybody that's going to apply for future seasons is you you need, you know, enough life experience. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people... I it's crazy like seeing 25 year old 26 year olds saying that they're ready maybe they are but I just don't think you've had enough life experience enough dating experience to really know what you want even though you might think you do I'm sure I thought I did at 25 we all did no way we all did Danielle and I'm like but look at you perfect example even you were you know not 25 when you did this and look how much you've grown and that's just like you said life experience and if you don't have enough of it I I think that that's why some of the couples fails I don't think that the experts do a bad job in matching I just think that these people sometimes go in thinking one thing and not really like this is supposed to be like a life partner type of situation yeah they answer questions like they were dating someone or on tinder and not like getting married and I think that's why you guys are so successful because you did like give it a hundred percent well I I definitely agree I think we put in we were very open-minded from the beginning and things that I probably would have normally been like "Hmm, I don't know you know when you're dating someone you're constantly overanalyzing them this was just so different I was just like nothing needs to be overanalyzed we're gonna go with the flow we're really gonna see how we feel and I think you know just knowing that there's a group of experts that are cheering you on and are there for advice and they chose you guys really for you know the right reasons it just I don't know for me it took a lot of the pressure off so would you recommend the show Married at First Sight to someone else for sure I I definitely would recommend it if they were in the right place in life I mean 
you know, my criteria would have to be, you have to have enough life experience. You have to have dated, you know, and, and it's hard because everybody's different. Everybody matures at different amounts of time. But if you don't have enough experience with dating and, you know, really growing up and getting to know yourself, I, I would really find it hard to be able to know what you wanted. So what advice would you give to a future couple before they walk down the aisle? Um, definitely just being open-minded, yeah. like no matter what is at the other end, if they're the complete opposite of what you thought you wanted, give them that eight weeks to, you know, win you over because there's a reason that they were chosen for you. I a hundred percent agree. Let me ask you, this is like a different type of question. So when you guys are going through the process of picking your wedding dresses and your rings and things like mm-hmm. that, do they assign like a budget or are you kind of free to decide how much you want to spend on Bobby's ring or how does that whole process work? Just out of curiosity. Um, we didn't, uh, we never necessarily got like, pr- like budgets, but we were given like certain sections of the store that we could pick from. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty cool. Another question. What was your first impression when you got to meet Mia and Amber? Um, I mean, they were, they were nice. Like it was nice knowing that there were two other girls that were in like going through the same thing that you were. But, um, I mean, it's just so hard to get to know somebody when you have specific things that you're having to talk about Yeah, and you know, it's all on camera. So it definitely took us a little bit to get to know each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were both really nice. They're both really pretty. You still talk to the girls from your season? (laughs) No. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you t- who are you closest with, if any? It doesn't even if you're not gonna. You have your own, your real life friends. As me and Terry call each other real life friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of all the couples, because I know you do couples cam, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure you interact with like Jeffy and Jamie and Doug and Ashley and Anthony and so on and so on. Who are you like closest with, if any? Um, definitely Ashley and Anthony. We Bobby talks to Anthony quite a bit. I talk to Ashley quite a bit. Um, and you know, we have very, we're just going through life at very similar times. They've, they've been married longer than we have. I think they were married two years before Bobby and I, so a little bit longer, but we were pregnant with our first kids at the same time. time. Now we're pregnant with our second kids. So we're just kind of going through life at the, the same pace. It's funny. I had a feeling you would say them because they are my second favorite couple as well. One, because I'm from Chicago. And again, I think they are another couple that did so well. They seem to understand what the process was like and their little girls is just as cute. And so I'm glad you said them because they are probably my next favorite couple as well. Yeah, they're so great. <laughs> um, what else do we have for her, Terry? Oh, a lot. So, I know. <laughs> so, so what was it like when, like the day that you guys were actually alone, like when the crew left and it was just you and Bobby, oh, like, so like, was it like, oh, I'm so relieved. Finally, we're alone. Or was it like, oh, oh my God. We're alone. I, yeah, now we're alone. Like I'm, oh. <laughs> um, I think definitely more relief. It was just so nice to like be able to do our own thing. I mean, we were getting ready to leave on our honeymoon. So like we had to, we separated for a couple hours. So um, we could go, you know, pack and get our stuff together. But um it was just nice to be able to like have a candid conversation about like, I don't even remember what we talked about, honestly, just, I think probably about how much fun the wedding was. And I had a bunch of friends I'd flown down from Seattle Mm -hmm. and 
you know, just really getting to know everybody. And we got to hang out with, um, his friends had come down to the hotel and my friends had come down. We got to like all hang out without the cameras. And so that was really nice, nice to really get to know everybody. Nice. That was another question I had. Um, looking as a viewer, it looks like they do a really good job of giving you like the full wedding experience from like your bachelorette party to your wedding to the honeymoon. Obviously you have nothing to compare it to because you've only been married to Bobby, but like, <laughs> yeah. did it feel like what you thought it would feel like? Did it feel real? Like, cause I would imagine obviously you have cameras there. So I know that there's that pressure, but do you look back at your day now and still feel like you had a great wedding and you're happy and you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, it was such a beautiful wedding. Like I am so grateful for that experience because I remember going into this, like so many of my friends and family couldn't come because they had like 10 days notice to wow. come down and it was on a Friday. So oh, you, know, wow. you can't just take off work. Um, and it's like a whole day commitment for people that it's not just like, you know, a couple hours. It's like, they have to be there the whole day. So it's a lot. Um, but I remember saying, you know, if everything works out and we stay together on our one year anniversary, we'll have a new wedding and like a do over where we could have all of our friends and family. And then after we went through the experience, we're like, no way would we ever do that over again. We Aww. had so much fun. Oh, that is, it was that so is much actually fun. great to hear. Yeah. I'm actually so happy to hear that because I, you know, I didn't know what that feeling would be like. So I'm happy to hear that because that's exactly, I, I'm married. So that's exactly what you'd want to hear. So that's awesome. So how was yeah, the was photo session? Because I know like the Dr. Dr. Pepper um, was talking about like how it's, it's different when you first meet someone to be taking intimate photos with their families. Like, how was that for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely was different. You had to kiss like a million, you know, they wanted like all these pictures of you kissing and you're like, okay, just literally just met this person. So that was a little awkward, but we, I remember just cracking jokes the whole time. We both, you know, found out through that experience with a very similar sense of humor. So, um, that made it things more fun. It kind of took the pressure off, but yeah, it was a little awkward and I'm, I am glad we went through it because we got so many good photos from the wedding day and I'm glad we played along and, you know, did what we were being asked because now we have gorgeous photos and we don't have to go retake them. That's awesome. That that's actually really cool to hear. Especially with a child now, like it, taking photos. It, yeah, I'm glad you got it done when you did, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there anything that you regret about doing Married at First Sight? Uh, I don't think so. I I mean, I literally couldn't think of anything. I think maybe I would have been a little bit more open. You know, I was always very quiet and very observant at the beginning, and a lot of people you know, said I was like so cold hearted and, uh, yeah, I hated that I came across that way, but I just wasn't one of the people that forgot there was a camera in your face. I just, I was always very aware of that. And so I think it definitely hindered my personality a little bit, but no, I don't have any regrets. I never got the, if it's any consolation, never got the cold impression from you. I was like, she seems so like warm and sweet. Like, oh, <laughs> No, it didn't come off that way. I mean, to me, but I'm a normal person. So. No, same. Well, I wouldn't say cold-hearted either. I could tell that you were more like you said. If anything, I think you were aware that the cameras were there, and you were more shy. Yeah. Is the impression that I got? Um, yeah. And I think that I also kind of do. Res not kind of. I do respect. I do like that some things were important for you and Bobby to kind of keep to yourself because you guys are already giving 
everything literally yeah you know so yeah. I do respect that certain things because like I'm like you when you guys had to do the exercise with the tangent workout thing and the whole like I would have been just as uncomfortable like oh my god it was awful because like, like I know you know I remember when Bobby said something about the burgers like your family's gonna watch this like who wants to be yes. in you know having intimate like moments for your whole family to see like I would probably be the same way so I I understood it and I there are moments I cringe for you or just yeah. for all of the brides and grooms because I'm like oh my god I would die if I had to do that you know <laughs> yeah yeah like you have to think like your boss is gonna see that your coworkers, yes. and I was like all that was on my mind like or your so mother-in-law like yeah yeah I'd be cringing too so like I didn't like I said I didn't take it as cold-hearted at all I took it as like um she's I don't want to so yeah can. I don't want to embarrass myself for the rest of my life because it's always going to be there so yeah so now that you guys obviously have have done it done it all what is a day in the lives of the Dodds family right now especially with COVID with uh, yeah with oh man um, I mean, they're, they all look pretty much the same right now. Bobby, um, is working from home. So we get up and he goes to work. I, me and Olivia sit on the couch and usually watch a movie in the morning while she drinks her milk and we have some cereal. And then we usually try to leave him alone so he can be in his office. So we'll, it's been so hot. We, we try to go outside in the mornings before it gets like, you know, awful. Right. And, um, that's it. Sometimes we'll go on like a family, you know, lunch date where we'll go get takeout and bring it back and eat it, or we'll do that for dinner, but there's just not a lot we can do. So it's, it's very much hanging out here at the house. That's awesome. Let me ask you this. What is your biggest, maybe fear is not the right word, but you're going to be going from mom of one to two. Like, what are you worried about? What are you thinking? Oh man, you know, I, I am expecting pure chaos. <laughs> um, you know, I have a really hard time when Olivia whines or cries. That's like the one thing that really, I have a hard time, um, you know, breathing through and chilling out. That's something that really gets on my nerves. And so all I can think about is there's going to be two of these little humans that are whining and crying <laughs> and um, just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it through that because I don't like you know, I never want to be the parent that gets frustrated at their kids for no reason. I know that it happens, but, you know, just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it through, like, the worst of moments, you know, when, when two kids are crying and screaming at you, it's going to be um, stressful. So I think that's probably my biggest fear. I can just imagine. Terry and I do not have kids yet, so, but I have lots of friends with children. So, yes, we'll be thinking of you. Good luck with that, but you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Let me ask you another question. I know you talked about it, I think, just yesterday on social media. Giving birth, you're going to have to give birth. As of right now, obviously, for the foreseeable future, COVID is still a big thing. How yeah. are you feeling? I know you were talking about it on social media, but just so we can kind of get it out. Um, I mean, it's just, it's definitely frustrating hearing um you know what these hospitals are willing to put families through for rules and things that aren't really making sense mm -hmm. um so I'm very hopeful you know I was freaking out because I kept thinking this is like six months away but I'm giving birth in like four months so right. um I'm hoping it, not to be political at all, but I'm hoping after the election that things kind of calm down a little bit with the COVID business, just because I think, I don't know, everything just seems 
I, I think it's a very real thing and I'm very, I'm very much quarantining, but mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to know how bad it really is in our country when nobody's really getting true numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and rules are changing so fast. And I'm just hearing from these families that dads are missing out on the birth of their kid because they've gotten a faulty test back. Mm-hmm. And, um, or moms are being separated from their kids for like a week or two at a time because they're not getting correct like testing done and so that is definitely my fear is that things still aren't going to be um in a place where you're getting good results back Mm -hmm. and like my life and my baby and my whole experience is going to be affected based on something like that and so I'm I'm very much nervous that things won't be cleared up in the next couple months how is Bobby supporting you with this? And also how is he dealing with it? Cause it's also his baby. Obviously we know you're carrying the little guy, but like, I would imagine like one, it'd be scary for you not to have him with you. And also it would be pretty crappy for him to miss the birth. You know what I mean? How's he feeling? Yeah. Um, he's definitely not stressing out. He thinks it's, it's really going to be something that, um, has gone away or, or changed quite a bit in December. And so he's, he's kind of the let's not stress out until we're there type guy. So, um, and, and so many roles have already changed in the last, you know, 20 weeks since I've gotten pregnant. So, um, you know, I'm just taking it week by week and he's really not even thinking about it until we get closer to the due date. But he's been able to like make it to all the ultrasounds and stuff so far. Cause I know it like, depending on where you live, like some husbands have to wait outside or like basically go in with a hazmat suit. So like, so far, He hasn't come to any, (laughs) and it's really not that big of a deal. It's actually easier for him to stay home and watch Olivia because she's not (laughs) allowed to come. Um, So I filmed um, my 20-week ultrasound. I filmed the whole thing, and I'm actually glad that it happened that way because now I have it recorded um, so we can watch it anytime. But he he missed a lot with Olivia, too, because he had to work so much, and so I – I think it depends on who you are. For me, I never thought it was a big deal that he had to miss out on that. And either did he, you know, I always called him on my way home from the doctor saying I got a good report and this is exactly what we talked about. So he's always been filled in, but um, it, for us, it was just easier for him to stay home and watch, <laughs> watch Olivia. I bet. I bet. Especially because you have a toddler right now. So I can imagine. Yeah. You as long as he's at the life. birth, that's what I care about. <laughs> yes, I would be. I'm totally with you. If that if I was in your position, I'd be thinking the exact same thing. Another yeah. question. What is, now that you have been married for a couple of years, you have a daughter, a baby on the way, and it, I'm sure you guys are probably way more established in your relationship and more comfortable. What's your favorite part about being married to Bobby? Um, I mean, just having a partner, like a, a built-in friend, like he's somebody mm-hmm. that, you know, no matter what is happening in life, like anything substantial, he's a first person I call you know first person I go talk I guess I don't have to call him anymore we're stuck home together but he's the first person that that I go to and like we have fun hanging out with each other so um that's definitely the best part is just having like a friend like we get to you know we have a great relationship but we get to hang out when Olivia goes down to sleep like we look forward to hanging out together that's awesome so since you have been on obviously reality television it's given you a platform to connect with people all over the world. So what challenges have you found that that brings? Um, challenges. I mean, it's still a very small part, you know, I'm typically not somebody that, 
you know, you're still only representing a very small portion of yourself. And so, um, you know, I always have used um, things like my stories to, you know, talk to an audience or, you know, talk about my feelings, but it's so hard to make sure you're taking everybody into consideration. You know, I feel like now I'm having to constantly have disclaimers for everything I say because mm-hmm. somebody will ask me my opinion on something and I'll give it and it, it always ends up unintentionally offending somebody. And so it's very hard to take everybody into consideration. And so I'm still learning that part of having a platform is, you know, I, I have never been somebody that's wanted to uh, like I, I don't like being mean to people. I never want to offend anyone. I never want to make anyone feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, trying to figure out how I can let people in and know my personality and how I think and feel about things genuinely, but without ever making anyone feel like they can't be themselves or, you know, because they feel differently, it's not okay. Like I never want to ever give off that impression, but I do want people to get to know me and, you know, how I think and feel about things. So I think that's been my biggest challenge. It's the time. It, it, it makes you feel like you, you literally can't say anything. And then if you yes. say nothing, then you're also at fault. So. Well, yes. especially right now with what's going on in the country, yes. no matter what side you're on or not, like you, me and Terry were literally talking about this before that we got on this podcast. Um, you can't say anything because no matter what you say, no matter whose side you're on, you're going to be wrong or someone's right. going to say you're wrong. Or you know someone's what I mean? going right. to be excluded if you don't mention them or somebody is, someone's feelings are going to be. And then I would imagine yes. on your platform because you have so many followers and things like that, I could imagine it's like a million times worse because <laughs> they have an act, they have access to you. Right. <laughs> yes. And it, there's always that one person. It doesn't matter like how, how, like broad your statement is or what you say yes. there's just always that one person as they would uh, say there's always a Karen <laughs> <laughs> always always and so uh that's just something that I'm learning to deal with but I have also you know so many people have told me to ignore you know the Karens but I've found honestly if I respond to them especially privately people will message me really nasty things and if I respond to them there, the tune changes almost immediately. People are used to being that anonymity, like being able to anonymously say whatever they want, and it probably never being read. But once I read it and respond to it, people are like usually instantly apologetic, and it usually leads to a constructive conversation. So I've really always tried to reserve time to make sure I am responding to people that are nasty because, I, you know, I don't know what the what they're going through in life, but a lot of times it leads to good conversation and usually I can change people's mind about me if I just, you know, take a few minutes to chat with them. I'm sure it also reminds them that you're a real person with feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really cool to hear. And I'm not surprised at that because I would imagine that obviously like, for example, with you, you're a verified account. So they assume that they're just speaking to a wall in a sense, you know, or your assistant or your publicist, you know, whatever the case may be. So they think that Danielle Dodd is never going to ever read this or see this. So maybe they are even more where like, I don't care what I say because she'll never really actually see this. But then I would imagine, yeah, once they see that you've read it and then that you're actually responding, like I'll speak just from my own experience from reaching out to you and responding. Like it's, I already knew that you were a great woman and, you know, but I've only, I've only known you through the TV. So it it has been nice to just kind of talk to you back and forth as we've 
gotten ready for this episode because you are a real person, which is, I already knew that, but it's like, now I really know that you're a real person. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I told Terry, I said, normally, like, I'm nervous. Like, we're a newer podcast, so we've only done a handful of interviews. So normally, I'm nervous because, you know, it's, you're always nervous or whatever. But like with you, I wasn't as nervous. I'm like, well, I've talked to her a couple of times through Instagram, which I think is really cool because she's responded and I just feel like you're just a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally, totally just a normal person. Like, I think people forget that. Like somebody was commenting uh, something that a lot of people assume too, is if you're on TV, you're like instantly a millionaire, which is like, <laughs> could not be make it through like everybody else and so I always get people that think I like have an unlimited stream of money coming in I'm like no I quit my job like we're actually not rich so um, that's been really funny to deal with as well no I was just saying it was so funny because you actually just responded to that like I think yesterday the day before on your Instagram you were saying someone asked you like does Merit at First Sight basically pay all your bills or something oh, along the yeah, lines? Yeah, no. you're like, yeah, it helps, but like, you know, do people treat you like, do they like go down at your feet when they see you maybe like at Target or like, yeah. oh, it's Danielle Dodd, like, and how do you deal with that also? Because I feel like you are a regular girl, so I'd probably feel like that's kind of weird too. I mean, it's definitely weird for me because I, I do feel like a normal person, like, I you know, you never know what people's expectation of you are. And like, if I'm ever out, like I'm usually in like yoga pants with like uh, hair I just woke up in. And it's like, I, I hope nobody recognizes me. But um, Bobby is actually the one that gets recognized the most. Um, oh, really? He's, he's out a lot more than I am. Um, but yeah, he's always fun to run into because he'll, he'll stop and chat with you or have a drink with you. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. Awesome. I love that. Makes me want to go to Texas that much more. Well, men can <laughs> yeah. also roll out of bed, and it's like, oh, he looks just like he did on TV. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he has much I less of an obstacle. <laughs> he can throw on a hat and look the same. But honestly, I've, I've literally barely been out. So, like, we, we social distanced long before COVID was ever even a thing. Like, I really <laughs> kept Olivia home during flu season, and, you know, we just didn't really go out a lot. So it was much harder for me to, to get recognized. Bobby goes out quite a bit. So he is usually always running into people or making new friends. That's so cute. So I remember back on your season, um, for your one month anniversary, you gave Bobby the board with all the field, the baseball fields. Yeah, we still have that. How many have you guys accomplished? <laughs> or roughly? So I don't know. Just one. We went, we went to Seattle um, right when filming ended for maths and we went to Safeco and did a baseball game there. And we had like so many plans to do things, but then a month later I got pregnant. So, <laughs> um, you know, those are definitely on hold, but it'll be fun because once the kids are a little bit bigger, we'll be able to start traveling with them and taking them to games. So it'll be, you know, a different experience, but it'll be fun. So basically real life happened. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I love that. I love that. Terry, before we let her go, do we have anything else that we want to ask her? So is there anything from your perspective that you want people to understand and know about you that you feel like wasn't well communicated, like through obviously TV or Instagram or like, what would you want to clarify about yourself? If anything, because I think you're, um, <laughs> I mean, I think I probably would have answered that a lot differently a couple months ago, but you know, getting the opportunity to do couples cam has actually really kind of shown a light into more of our actual personalities. Like 
we have a lot of fun together and people had, you know, always accused me of not being like super, um, expressive, which I'm not, I'm definitely not an expressive person. And, you know, Bobby isn't necessarily either. We have a very dry sense of humor. And so I know people misinterpret that a lot for like, but they say Bobby's really mean, but it's, he's actually being funny. Like he, he's like, he's just, he's somebody that has a very dry sense of humor. And so people are like, oh my gosh, he's being so mean to her. But I'm like, no, he's actually being really funny. Like when I look at it, I see him as being a funny guy, but other people that don't understand that kind of humor think he's being mean. Um, so I think people just understanding, like, that's how we interact and communicate is that like, I don't know, just very, um, silly, dry sense of humor is the, I guess the best way to, to put a name on it. But other than that, I mean, I think couples cam really has cleared things up. Like you get much more of a real view into our lives since we're getting to film things ourselves. We get to kind of pick what, um, we never get to pick how things are edited, but we get to pick, you know, what viewers are seeing and it's just much more authentic to who we are. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Another last question before we let you go, because I know we got a we're we got a time crunch here. Oh, you're fine. Um, I know you recently said, and honey, I agree with you 100. I would never. You're not going to record your delivery with baby boy dad. How are the no. fans handling that? Are they upset with you or? Um, are- I've gotten mostly encouraging messages like. You know, I hope nobody, anybody that chooses to do that should never be offended. You know, like I always have to like disclaimer myself, but um, for me, that's just a very private moment Mm -hmm. that one, like, you know, when I was giving birth to Olivia, they like offered me the mirror and I was like, ew, no, like I'm okay. (laughs) I just know if if I see that view of myself, it's never going to leave my brain. So like you know, even if we did record it, I can't imagine ever watching that back. And maybe you, maybe you would, maybe I would feel differently if we did it, but no, it just seems like a very private moment. And my biggest worry or complaint, you know, when they wanted to, um, a camera crew was here when I went to, to labor with Olivia and I actually refused to let them at the hospital (laughs) because I just didn't want to deal with, there's just a lot of extra stuff having a camera crew there, you know, just some nurses and doctors don't even want to be on camera. So then you have to like, you know, have somebody that's willing to fill in and it just, it changes the dynamic a lot. And for me, I never wanted a nurse or a doctor to have to be self-conscious about what decisions they're making or Mm -hmm. things like that because they're being recorded. And I know that's like so out there and weird to think about, but I always knew a camera was there when I was being filmed. And so I just didn't want my care to be affected by cameras, I guess is the best way to put it. And so I just didn't want them in the delivery room when, you know, the focus really just needed to be on, you know, me and my baby's care um, instead of them being filmed, I guess is the best, totally the best way that I could put it. Absolutely. I, I agree. Like I would never want to film, at least right now in my life, I agree with you. Like that's like, as you said, a private moment and especially like, I know with Olivia, you had a lot of complications after like yeah. the most important thing. And yeah, you don't want a doctor worrying about having his best 15 minutes of faith while you're <laughs> on his clock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So that was my, Already. my biggest complaint or why I didn't want them at the, they would have 
would have been kicked out anyways because things got very serious. So they wouldn't have been able to film it last time, but this time they, <laughs> I think they know not to even ask. So um, we'll probably bring our own um, little camera in and we'll film things ourselves as we're comfortable. So that way we get to kind of choose, you know, right. if anything ever did make the air, we could kind of choose, pick and choose what we wanted to be private, what we wanted to be public. Awesome. All right. Last question before we let you go. <laughs> what is the rest of the day going to look like in the dot house today? <laughs> um, well, uh, apparently the fantasy football draft is on tonight. So oh, my brother-in-law um, is coming over. So him and Bobby will be um, drafting, I guess. But other than that, it's really just, it's cleaning and um you know, I, Olivia's asleep, so I'm going to get my daily shower, <laughs> finally my afternoon shower, might sit down, drink a cup of coffee, but other than that, it's, it's very, very simple, very normal lifestyle for us. Well, that is awesome. We're so glad to hear, and we are going to let you go a few minutes earlier than originally planned, because we want you to get your shower and your cup of coffee in. <laughs> Every woman deserves that in life. <laughs> You're so um, sweet. We're so happy to have you, Danielle. We're, we're so thankful that you decided to join us. We hope that we can get you again in the future, especially after baby boy Dot is born. Yeah. So we will definitely reach out for that. Um, again, thank you so much. Do you want to add anything, Terry? No, just thank you so much. This was like a very, like, you know, you are a real person, yep. like you said. So like, thank you for like being so down to earth and just completely awesome. This was great. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. This is definitely fun. And I can't wait to update you guys on how chaotic, how chaotic life is here in another couple months. Yes, we will definitely do part two, Danielle Dodd. Yeah. At first sight times two now with babies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my love, have a great rest of your day. Get that shower and that coffee in. And again, we hope to talk to you very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was so much fun, Terry. Did you love it? Yes, I loved it. And I hope you guys did too. She's an amazing, amazing woman and a mama. Yes, I'm beyond thrilled that we got to have her. So, guys, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as well. If you did, leave us a five-star review. If you hated it... Walk the F away. Correct. If you're not already following us on social media, you can find us at girl underscore y underscore podcast on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter at girl y podcast. Again, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your upcoming weekend. Bye. Bye.